I always say I have the best job in the world. I get to help women unlock their limitless potential so they can have it all. If your mind is saying you can't have it all, that's fear running the show. I'm here to tell you, the only thing between you and holistic success is you. The doors to Limitless Warrior are officially open. Join Limitless Warrior. It's time to dig deep and shine bright. It's time to permanently break up with fear. If you want all the holistic success you've been dreaming of, join us. It's a 12-week program, once a week, on a Zoom for 90 minutes. Get off that hamster wheel and be the limitless woman you know you are inside. The link to save your spot is limitless-warrior.com. Join us. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. When I turned 49, I realized I was a year away from turning 50, and I was unhappy in almost every area of my life. I hit rock bottom in so many ways, but it was that moment when I was so defeated and stuck and sad. That was the catalyst to changing everything in my life for the better. I now have the tools to feel limitless and to live the life I choose. And I teach women how to do the same. But one of the most important parts of turning your pain into purpose, to living authentically, to living and finding your purpose is healing your trauma. We all have trauma, every one of us. No one can get through life without it. But trauma ignored manifests in mental and physical ways we are not always aware of. Healing those traumas is the key to feeling good in your life. My guest today is here to talk about trauma, how we can heal it, and the different modalities you can use to get on a healing path. It's important to note that there's no such thing as healed with an ED. It's a journey of healing. My guest today is a true testimonial to working through your trauma and creating a wonderful life. You'll learn a lot from this conversation. And if you like this podcast, please share this episode with somebody you love. All right, let's get to it. But first, parenting without fear feels impossible when you see your kids making decisions that are out of your control. We're going to have an interactive workshop where we can share how you can break your addiction to worry and helicopter parenting and lean into a new way and a new definition of what it means to be a good parent. This workshop, the link is in the bio, Parenting Without Fear Masterclass on August 29th at 4 p.m. PST. Register to attend and you can get the playback. Hello, everyone. Today on the show, Cassandra Love Lambert, the founder of Sea Love, helps women overcome trauma and feel more confidence, fulfillment, and joy using clinical EFT tapping, brain spotting, somatic attachment therapy, and 
her makeup artistry. After a decade of dedication to her own healing path and journey with CPTSD from sexual abuse, she's on a mission to set trauma survivors free and the emotional weight of cyclical patterns of their past. Cassandra has touched over 10,000 with her art, making people feel heard, seen, and beautiful. She has facilitated women's tapping circles for Awaken Institute, Share Well, and The Moon Circle, and created a gaslighting series for women with Derek Hart from Understand Each Other. After working more intimately with her, women are saying they feel lighter, have more clarity and confidence to move forward, and aren't haunted or limited by their past any longer. Well, welcome to the show, Cassandra. Yay! Thank you for having me. Thrilled to have you on today. I'm excited to learn more from you. I have gone deep into this trauma thing. I help you know some of my clients with this, but you really are deep in this field and have a lot of experience in this domain. So I'm thrilled to talk to you today. Yay! I mean, two people excited about trauma is hysterical, but really I feel like exactly like you said, people who are haunted and can't move forward, there's a reason for that. And so we're yeah. going to get into what that is. So tell me about your experience with trauma and what led you to this incredible work you do. So I actually experienced a ton of trauma growing up, <laughs> so much trauma. I could write tons of books. It was from like sexual molestation to like a narcissistic parent to also being placed in foster care really young for a period of time due to abusive relationship my mom was in. I got taken away. Um, I was only two, not seeing that sister that I had back then ever again. So there's like all these like different moments of big trauma, right? So trauma, they like to like classify it as big trauma or little trauma. I had a lot of big trauma really, really young as I got older the pattern started to kick in. So like repetitive, abusive relationships, like you just keep repeating those patterns until probably my thirties, I think is when I started to uh, like my late twenties, my daughter really was the pivotal moment of really changing things. Yeah. And I think it's so true when we have our daughters, then we start tracking that, right? Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. wait, I was five. Mm-hmm. That's when oh, that yeah. Oh. And you start to go crazy, right? Because you're like, so bad. If, so, if somebody ever <laughs> did that to her, right? Like, yeah. yeah you, I think children are such a great awakening for us because they help us track our own journey and help us say, oh my God, when I was 15, right? Like, so that's, that is, I feel like, such a beautiful part of your work. A lot of people have heard of PTSD. Mm-hmm. You talk a lot about CPTSD. Tell me about that. Yeah. So SD happens from like a singular event. It's usually like external. So like a car accident or like maybe you got raped once or maybe you got robbed or, you know, like it's a singular event and it causes PTSD. CPTSD is more complex. It happens primarily with like a caregiver. It also happens like when you're little and so you're dependent on whoever it is, you can't really get out of the situation. And then it's like over and over throughout a long period of time. So it really affects like attachment, like having healthy or not healthy attachment with others and it creates wounding. And then also CPTSD, like they have similar after effects, right? However, CPTSD is really complex, especially around relationships because of how it's formed. And so even though what would be helpful and healing is healthy relationships. It's also the thing that triggers all the like not so great feelings in someone's body and it feels dangerous. Mm. So it's like a really hard 
thing to navigate because the nervous system and the body is like, that's not safe. I can't trust anyone. I can't trust anything. Right. And then even if something trusting comes into their sphere, they it their body is having that reaction. It. It. Yeah, it's rejecting yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's so so P- really tricky. <laughs> PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. What is CPTSD? Complex post-traumatic. Complex. Stress. Okay. And supposedly there's complex, complex post-traumatic stress. Oh boy. I bet, I bet there is. Yeah. Interesting because like you're saying, I'm sure with somebody with PTSD, the repetitive PTSD that's been done over time or more than once, yeah. that would be something like you're saying, if you were in suddenly in a healthy relationship or a healthy relationship presented itself to you, it would be really triggering and confusing because those people that are in those types of relationships and causing that type of trauma are so good at grooming and oh, so sure. good at manipulating that it must be so so confusing because, and then coupled with God forbid, it feels good in some way, right? Like, cause you're so, now you've got your sexuality confused in there. Right. So I can imagine how complex this is. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It's a lot of like taking a really messy ball of yarn and just like little by little, you're like unraveling that ball of yarn for sure. And when you said that though, what popped in my mind was even my molester. He came into my mom and my life when I was three and he dated her. And then we ended up moving in to his house at four. And he didn't start doing that to me until I was five. So five to eight years old. So there is that grooming process, right? Even with mine. Oh yeah. I mean, I think it happens. I'll never forget when they, when like back in the day, this is like a hundred years ago when Oprah had a pedophile on and he, she interviewed him in prison and she was like, I want to know. And he was like, oh yeah, well, I look for the kid who has a single mother. Mm-hmm. I look for the kid who needs love. I look for the kid who, and I try to get on their level. I tried like what, this guy like owned a roller skating rink or something and molested all these kids. And he was saying that's how he did it. He could target the kids. And it started with like things like just complimenting them. And then it would be a touch of the arm and like all these things he was saying. And I was like, this is the sickest, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it is confusing, right? When you're a kid and you really want to be accepted and loved and somebody's giving you a little attention and then you're like, oh my God, this guy's so nice, you know? And mm-hmm. even if you have like a weird feeling, you're like, no, but he, he's nice. Like he, you know, and I'm, I, this feels good. It makes me just sick to think about it. I can't even imagine what you went through. Thank you for sharing that here because obviously you're going to help other people by even talking about it and the work you're doing in the world, which is amazing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I work with women who've been sexually traumatized and I always recommend tapping and Mm -hmm. somatic work. So I want to talk about kind of the power of these things and how you use them and like, and how these things heal us. Oh, I'm getting so many goosebumps this whole talk. So (laughs) the best best conversation (laughs) ever. So let me just try to back up for a second. So uh, traditional therapy or like, you know, traditional ways to try to heal, right? Going to these retreats sometimes or going to like personal development uh, workshops. A lot of things out there that people can go to to get healing don't really access the parts of the brain and the body where the trauma is actually stored. So I'm going to do this. And yeah, even do this visual. Was- you guys will see this. Uh, <laughs> I, I will post it on Instagram. <laughs> so like, let's just say this is 
someone's brain, right? And if people are listening in, I'm putting my hand in a fist. And so your fingers in the front right here, this would be the frontal cortex of the brain. This is the logical part of your brain where you have reasoning. So it's like right here, the front of your brain. So a lot of like talk therapy or a lot of um, workshops or retreats or things out there are really, even books. This is why like you read a book and yet like it doesn't really shift things. It's because it's still accessing and activating this part of your brain. And what happens when you're triggered or in a moment of distress where those things are firing off from what you went through happens is you flip your lid. (laughs) And so you're not even in that part of your brain anymore. You're in the mammalian part of your brain and you're in the reptilian part of your brain, the most primitive part of your brain. And then the reptilian part of your brain also connects to your brain stem. And guess what that connects to? It connects to your organs. It connects to your nerve, like your nerves and your body. It connects to everything. So the modalities like clinical EFT tapping or brain spotting, they access these parts of your brain where the trauma is actually stored and they help you create a new connection, like new connections to it. So like brain spotting and clinical EFT are a little bit different. Clinical EFT, while you're tapping on the points, it's sending oxytocin and dopamine. So like, let's say you're working on a memory or an aspect of a memory and you're tapping, what happens is instead of that adrenaline or cortisol being attached to that aspect of that memory, you start to have dopamine or oxytocin. And so when you think of it later, there's more like detachment or space between you and what happened. And also you don't have that same fired up feeling in your body chemistry with it. And then with brain spotting, it directly goes to the mammalian and the reptilian parts of the brain and processes things that have been stuck for years that you weren't able to access. And That's also in your body. So it's bottom up processing versus top down processing. So it really works with it being trapped in your body. There's a really good book, The Body Keeps the Score, and it talks all about how our trauma is trapped in our body. And so that's why sometimes too, when you're like triggered or you have a flashback, you might not even be consciously aware of it, but your body is having this reaction. And then little by little, you're like, oh, now I'm not feeling so great. I'm feeling sad. And you don't really understand. And then later you're like, oh, wow, actually it was because of this, right? Because you're really operating from trauma in your body in that moment versus like it being like a cognitive thing where you thought it first, then felt it. And then you felt it in your body. You're having the opposite happen where your body is feeling it first. And then you're understanding the emotion. And then you're like, oh shit, that was like that memory that popped up or that made me think of this, or that made reminded me of my mom or, you know, so it's, those modalities are so important and somatic work is really important. And tapping. There's also brain spotting. There's also parts work, which is really important because when you think about it, if you've ever had like an inner conflict, oh, part of me wants this, wants to be in this relationship. Part of me doesn't want to be in this relationship. Part of me wants to figure this out. You have like all these differing parts inside of you. And sometimes they're in battle with each other. And so parts work supports you in being like mama bear to all your parts where you really see and validate yourself and your parts. And so then you can be more whole and work as a team and then create aligned choices from there. So parts work is also important when it comes to all this trauma, because depending on what you went through, you have these different parts of you that fragmented off. And 
you have these protectors who are protecting the most sensitive parts of you. However, the way they're protecting might have supported you back then, but maybe now it's yes. sabotaging, meaning it's just not effective for maybe what you want to create in your life. And so there's this process of working through that as well to really reunite with parts of yourself that maybe you exile, that got exiled out of protecting it because it was super sensitive, right? So it's just like the healing journey is not linear. It's no, it's a it's windy very, road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very layered and like like it's always another level or of depth, you know, and there's yeah. so many aspects in it, right? To yeah. work through. So I always say it's not a race, it's a journey. Yeah. I always say it's healing. Yeah. It's an active one. But I that's two good points you brought up where, you know, it isn't a straight line. And I think, you know, a lot of the women I work with, something will come up and they'll be like, I thought I've already done this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I already went over this. I already yeah. worked through this. But sometimes there's a new perspective that you gain or something new triggers you, something comes in, you know, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I got now I gotta go to I gotta go in there again. Mm -hmm. and see what that is. And it's not a shame thing. It's not a blame thing. It is a healing thing. And you don't want to suppress that. So that's a really good point. Tell me, like, just for the people who don't know, because that, you know, we don't know who's listening today. And they're not maybe not all healers like you. Give us like a little definition of what's brain spotting and what's tapping. So tapping is like, so you're, you have these acupressure points. Everybody knows about like acupuncture and acupressure points, these like high energy centers of your body. And so you go through these sequences of tapping there's a whole structure to it, right? So there's tapping that you'll see on YouTube that is very surface tapping, which is why you might feel great after. However, it doesn't really get to the roots. And then there's like clinical EF tapping that you do with like a practitioner where you really go in to specific memories or specific things that happen or specific parts of the body and you really get to the roots of it and then clear it out meticulously. But it involves like going through these tapping sequences and reducing the intensity around aspects of things and then collapsing full events or memories. So it's kind of like that angle. Parts work, like I said, is like, we aren't just like one flat being. We are a multi-dimensional being. We have all these parts. Different parts might've gotten exiled off to protect ourselves, you know, depending on what we've gone through in our lives. And so then we also have protector parts. And so it's just kind of like, Becoming whole is allowing all these parts to have be seen and heard and have space. So you like become mama bear of all these parts. And you also have your essence, which is like the mama bear of everything. And once you can really work on all these parts, getting on the same team, you'll find that you don't have as many self-sabotaging behaviors because self-sabotaging behaviors can come from protective parts. And they're protecting based on the past of what you've been through, right? So bringing them up to date. And then brain spotting is really, it's like a baby birthed from EMDR. EMDR was really successful for like veterans for post-traumatic stress disorder. And a lot of therapists were finding that they were hitting plateaus with their clients. And so somebody created brain spotting and it accesses the deepest parts of your brain faster to really work on all the connections related to whatever you're working on, whether it's a memory or a feeling in your body or whatever it is. And it directly processes in the mammalian and reptilian part of the brain, which goes 
directly to the brainstem and all your organs and all your nervous system. And it's considered bottom up processing. So it's extremely good for people with complex PTSD, not just PTSD, right? Because it really accesses everything all at once. It's amazing. I love the thing. I love to hear like it's born out of this because this didn't go far enough and somebody created this. It's like amazing. You know, like I love that, that there are more modalities for us. A lot of women think their trauma is too big, like just too much. They don't want to go through it or they minimize, by the way, they minimize. Like if you think of a mountain, right? Like sometimes things just blow up a mountain, but sometimes it's like the, if a water runs down a mountain, it erodes it slowly, still goes down. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. You, know, you can't judge if it's big T or little T. I feel like all trauma is trauma, right? Yep. Like we, and we all have it by the way. Yep. Everybody um, has it mm-hmm. on different levels. Right. So, but I think a lot of women think if this is too, too big, too much, like I'm damaged goods. Like, what do you say to those women? Well, better out than in. <laughs> Up and out sister. Yes. <laughs> better out than in. Right. Um, However, I understand that whole damaged goods thing because it's like when you go through so much, you do kind of feel damaged. Like, why do I feel this way? Or why can't I just be like this? Or why do I, why am I not able to like be okay with certain things that other people are okay with because of what I've been through? So it's kind of normal. It's like, because you know, you want to belong, you want to fit in. However, the best journey you can take is to start working on your trauma and what might be considered small to one person might be very overwhelming for the next person. It's all relative. So it doesn't really matter. Everybody goes through trauma. Just being birthed is traumatic because you're like coming through that little hole. But as far as like working through the trauma, like it takes courage, right? It takes courage to feel things very deeply and face yourself. However, what's coming to mind, honestly, is the poet Khalil Gibran. And he speaks on like love and just life a lot in his poems. So the depth of your joy is going to match the depth of your sorrow. You're cutting yourself off from your full potential Yes, yeah. and gifts and abilities by not taking that journey of healing through your trauma. Because yeah. if you have to shut down your emotions in any kind of way, it also, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. It shuts down your connection to creator. It shuts down your connection to your intuition. Like you're not going to be your fully authentic, actualized self. So you're cutting yourself off from reaching maybe your divine purpose. Like it just gets in the way of being who you came here to be. Yeah. And I always tell women, you can't cherry pick your feelings. If I could, I would be like, I'm going to feel joy and then I'm going to feel really happy and then I'm going to feel really peaceful. I mean, you can't say I'm going to feel those things, but I'm not going to feel these other things. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely work on joy and happiness. You can can do that, right? You can access those feelings, but you can't have the full expression of that if you're not willing to look at the other things and also feel these other things, which are uncomfortable sometimes. Mm -hmm. So you're exactly right. So that is, that's sort of the carrot on the stick, if you will, of like the reason to go through the healing also because people think, you know, and I used to feel this, I used to feel like, oh, this is just too much. Like, I don't want to feel this. Right. But Mm -hmm. feeling it, it goes through you, right. It feels heavy, but if you let it move through you, it goes through, like, it does not just stay there. If you really let yourself feel it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the fear is that women are like, no, I'm going I'm to never stop crying. I'm going to start today and I'm going to be crying for 10 years. Right. Like, but that's not the case. 
Well, yeah, that's actually also why I really love brain, specifically brain spotting and clinical EFT, because there's a gentle ways to process through that are super resourced for like big trauma or like a lot of like emotional pain so that it's a more gentle process in going through that fire to the other side. It's important to that you're with a practitioner that's trauma-informed and can hold that safe container because you can re-traumatize someone if you're not understanding of the whole process because we tend to like, oh, I just want to get it over with. Oh, I just want to heal. Oh, I just want to be better already. So like that's the trauma like pulling you. And then that actually the healing won't be in that because you can only move as fast as the most unsafe part of you feels safe. So you can't actually rush your process of healing. You can't take a shortcut. Like it's like you, it's like you have to go at the pace that the most tender, gentle parts of you feel safe. Otherwise, you can cause more trauma on top right. of trauma. On top or of trauma. you'll just be going back to get it, right? Like you'll just, yeah. it's like something you've dropped on the ground. You have to keep going back to get it a hundred times because you didn't mm-hmm. really do, you know, the work yep. that was necessary, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how can people work with you? Tell me about that. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a link for a free PDF guide, which will just walk them through the basic steps of clinical EFT. So then they can do that on their own whenever. And then also there's going to be a link where they can book a clarity healing session and they can just chit chat with me and we can like maybe see where their point A is, where they're at. And then next steps for them, regardless if it's with me or if I send them a resource or I just like give them their next best step, they'll get a lot out of the call. Okay, great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You're on to the speed round. What does it mean <laughs> to you to be a warrior woman? To me, that just means like being a warrior. I just always have felt that way, like a protector of women, a protector of kids, and like a force to be reckoned with. Like no matter how many times I fall on my face or get stripped of everything, I know I can get myself back up and I will also impact people on the way. A hundred percent. Well said. What is a mantra or quote you live by? I don't know if I necessarily live with a mantra or a quote. I've just always been really aware of integrity of like, I always have felt like something's always watching or like taking, like watching me or looking over me. And so like, even if, no physical person is paying attention. I know that like every choice I make matters because it has a ripple effect to everyone and everything. So it's kind of like Ho'oponopono, like just really understanding that every thought I have, every feeling I have, every choice I make ripples out and affects everyone and everything. Beautiful. What (laughs) makes you feel unstoppable? Honestly, my daughter, I'll do anything for her. She like, she's my why. She's my everything. She's the reason I'm always trying to better myself and the like breaking family chains, you know, like ancestral patterns that get passed on through DNA, just really breaking those family chains. And to me, she makes me unstoppable because even if I'm shy, I'll show up to do it anyways. Even if I'm scared, I'll do what I need to do. Like, she really, like ever since I had her, she's grounded me and has been like my true north of a compass, like kind of guiding. Yes. The way. 
Mm-hmm. And what are you most proud of? <laughs> well, besides her, I mean, <laughs> I'm most proud of honestly the journey that I've been on. It's weird. Like when I like kind of reflect back to being a kid, it's like I kind of knew that everything I was going through was going to be purposeful and that I was going to be used to like help other people. Like I just had like this knowingness and like going through it, like felt like hell. However, like actually living it and actually helping others really deeply to me, I'm really proud of that. Even though like, obviously I'm always going to be in my own healing process. The fact that I'm actually able to impact and support and help others through their own fires is huge to me. Yeah. Well, that's turning the pain to purpose, which yeah. is, mm-hmm. I mean, I think anybody who has suffered the kind of trauma, you, you know, you've suffered, you know, you really, you don't want to stay in the pain, right? You want to turn it into something. You don't want yeah. to let what happened to you become you, right? Mm-hmm. It's more like you want to be like, well, how do I transcend? How do I make this meaning right to my suffering? How do I touch other people's lives and know that that's, that's why I'm here, right? That's my purpose. So that's amazing. I love it. What keeps you going when you're feeling lost? Honestly, that is my daughter, 100%. I had a really hard moment. I think when she was like two, I really went into a dark hole. And I felt like, I think honestly, in that moment, I was having a CPTSD episode. And what that looked like is it felt like I was literally back in hell. And I didn't know who I could trust or where I could go. Or I just had this like really dark moment. And literally, I looked at my phone and saw my baby and her bright light. And it just like guided me out of whatever tunnel that was. So I know that she is that for me, for sure. That's incredible. How is she now? She's nine now. Yeah, she's Um, nine, fourth grade. She just started choir today. I'm so excited for her. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, God bless her. What's exciting you the most right now? Honestly, it's just we moved to Texas recently, like big, bigger house, more space. Uh, I just recently got my office done. So I'm just really excited to like expand and put out more content and help more people and really step into just being seen more being seen and being okay, being seen and being heard and sharing more. Yes. Well, visibility is trust. <laughs> it is. It's totally right? it. It's People totally. always laugh at me. They're like, well, Liz, you have no problem being visible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know, but that's why I teach other women to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I think it's so important. And especially someone like you who models so much, you know, that you can go through something like this and that you can actually be okay. Like that you, it's not that you're not still healing. It's not that you're not feeling things, but that you can actually go on and have a wonderful life. This doesn't have to take you down, you know, and you never get up again. So Mm -hmm. it's so important, your visibility. So I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a testimony for what's possible if you do the work for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. This has been so great. I really wanted to have this type of conversation with somebody. And Mm -hmm. then I got to know you and I saw you on social media and I was like, no, she's going to be great. So thank you so much for coming on to it. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I was so grateful. I know I was like, I kept seeing, cause we're in that group, right. Supporting yeah. each other. And then I was like, this seems so aligned. Let me just like, yeah, no. we're so aligned. We're so aligned. <laughs> so aligned. Okay. Yeah. Well now we're friends. We love it. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five star written review. This is the conversations with warrior women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. Remember every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. 
Bye, everyone. <laughs>